Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise, and today is the 21st day of August. Words matter. The words that we consume every day and take into our heart and minds, and that we use those words to make life-changing choices and decisions. And yes, we are being called to make daily decisions if we had but the ears to hear God speaking forth truth to us. Are we grasping this truth and holding on to it like a life preserver? Or is the Bible-saving message being drowned out by the fear and the concerns of right now, here in 2021? What are we choosing for ourselves and for those that the Lord God has entrusted to us? Listen carefully to God's truth for you today. This week we have been reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Today we are journeying through Psalm 21, Psalm 51, Psalm 81, Psalm 111, and Psalm 141. Today there is a Going Deeper in God's Word segment tagged on at the very end of the podcast for those who desire to dive deeper into God's Word. We are still in the book of Luke. Today we are in chapter 11. Wow, it is so powerful. But first, let's take that moment to ask the Lord to be the focus for this time and to be our guide. Oh, Father in heaven, we come humbly thanking you for bringing us through yet another challenging week of 2021. We desire to draw near to you, to be able to be in your presence, to receive all the things that you have for us, Lord to experience your mercy and your grace in the midst of our lives. You know how desperate we are. You know our every thought. You know the things that are troubling us. So we ask that you would pour into our life your love, your light, your truth. We are purposefully opening our mind and our heart to you during this time spent in your living word. We do want our lives to be transformed into the person that you desire us to be, a tool that you can use for your purpose, Lord. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 21. The king rejoices in the Lord's strength. A Psalm of David. O Lord, In your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you. You gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him, for you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence, for the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. 
You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from among the children of man. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. This next psalm, Psalm 51, this is such a powerful psalm of redemption. And it's a psalm that we can go to the Lord with when we have majorly messed up our life and we have wandered away from his precepts. And we know that we want to go back to our father and we want to go back home. This is a very powerful psalm. Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God. A psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, You delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings, and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Psalm 81 Oh, that my people would listen to me. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song. Sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon, on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a rule of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. 
I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress, you called and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Psalm 111 Great are the Lord's works. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is His work, and His righteousness endures forever. He has caused His wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has shown His people the power of His works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of His hands are faithful and just. All His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to His people. He has commanded His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 141. Give ear to my voice, a psalm of David. O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you in the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown over the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, 
so shall our bones be scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Today we navigate it through a very powerful psalm. The psalm written by David, which is a psalm of repentance after he had taken a married woman, and then when she realized that she was pregnant, the king arranged for her husband to be killed in battle. Psalm 51 speaks about sacrifices in verse 16 and 17. For you will not delight in sacrifices, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Both of the sacrifices spoken of here come from our inner being, our thoughts, our feelings, our soul. This broken spirit is having the realization of exactly how evil and offensive to our holy righteous God our actions, our words, and even my thoughts and motives have been. It is bowing humbly before the Lord in prayer to confess our wrongdoing. And it is truly hard often, especially if we perceive that what we did was in reaction to what someone else did to us. Okay, yikes. God deals with every single one of us individually That person will be judged for their wrongdoing, and I will be judged for mine. Then in the next two verses of this psalm, it just seems to go off tangent. Do good to Zion and your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Okay, seriously, what? Now, David is desiring that God, the Lord, would build up the walls of Jerusalem so that the Lord would delight in right sacrifices. And here, it is very clear that these are animal sacrifices that were to be burnt before the Lord. And a lot of us are going, ooh, because living in 2021 and perhaps not knowing Bible history and God's covenants with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob— and the Israelites through the law that God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai, we forget that before Jesus died on the cross, shedding his blood for our sin, the way that God's chosen people sought atonement, sought forgiveness from sin, was through bringing an animal to the tabernacle or the temple that would have its throat slit and that blood would be would cover the sins of that person. Instead of having that person pay the penalty of death, the animal paid the penalty in place of that person. And then the animal was portioned and placed on the altar to be burnt. We heard yesterday in Psalm 50, God's truth about these sacrifices. I'm going to read it because it's really super important. Not for your sacrifice do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. 
For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and of all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. All right, so let's understand this. Let's unpack this. God does not desire outward sacrifices. Those animals whose blood was being shed and whose bodies were burnt on the altar were not to please God. God is pleased when we live according to his word and ways, when we choose to follow him instead of following our own lusts and desires. At the time when Jesus was born into the world, at the very height of the Roman dominance of the known world at that time, There was a temple in Jerusalem where the Jews could take animals to be sacrificed for their sin. Jesus was born into the world supernaturally through the Holy Spirit, through a young girl who was a virgin named Mary. Jesus lived a sinless life and did not give in to sin's temptation. At approximately 30 years old, Jesus went out and brought the kingdom of God to everyone who had ears to hear and eyes to see, and who was hungry for the living God. Jesus healed the sick. He restored the sight of the blind. He fed the hungry. He cast out demons and taught the everyday common people that God is real and that he loved them. Jesus grew up knowing full well the path before him, and the journey to the cross that was his to walk. Jesus was fully aware that he was going to die a horrible death, and yet he did it anyway so that each one of us would be able to come into the presence of the Father through Jesus. That is why Jesus clearly states in John's Gospel testimony, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes, I am very aware that there are powers in the world here in 2021 that say all the different religions of the world are all praying to the same God. So I'm going to state this very clearly in 2020 language that we are all familiar with. That, my friends, is fake news, and to believe it is certain death eternal darkness, and damnation. Bottom line, those lies have been around since the beginning of time and in every generation and in every rise and fall of kingdoms. The Bible, God's living word, clearly teaches there is one God, period. He is known as the I am who I am. God is very present today in 2021. And my friend, Jesus is returning soon. He's not coming as an innocent babe this time, but as a warrior and a judge. Only Jesus will redeem us from hell, eternal death, eternal darkness, suffering, and pain. Either we are on Team Jesus, 
or our destiny is to be forever cast away from the presence of the living God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your word that is living and breathing, that cuts through all manners of lies and evil to reveal your truth, your truth about yourself and the truth about who we are, your children, and how we are called to live if we dare to call ourselves your followers. We thank you that you have seen us through another week. We thank you for every grace every mercy that you have bestowed into our lives. We are only because you are living and you are very active in what is happening here today in 2021. We worship and we praise you for whatever mess we find ourselves in at this moment. Lord, hear us as we dare to cry out to you for help, for direction, for deliverance with life challenges both the seemingly small and the devastatingly difficult. We desire to trust and to believe. We do suffer, laugh, taunts, and ridicule because we stand on the truth that you have revealed to our spirit here in the book of Psalms. We thank you for not leaving us on our own to try and figure out how the heck to navigate the gauntlet of vice, sin, and temptations that are flaunted in our face every single day. And yet we keep looking to you. We believe in your salvation and that we will see your face and hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant, when we breathe our last moment here on earth. Lord, we invite you into the fabric of our lives the very best of who we are and the very worst of who we are. We desire for your Holy Spirit to have free access in our life, to truly transform our lives in ways we cannot even begin to fathom. Lord, we know that you can create in us something you can use to impact the world we live in for your good and for our glory. And Lord, we desire to be part of your story of salvation and redemption today and every day in the walk of a lifetime. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now for those who do desire to go deeper into God's Word, hang in here for just a few more minutes as we wrap up this part. This month's focus is the Gospel of Luke, and today we are moving through chapter 11. If you desire to connect with us at PsalmsCast, to share thoughts, to ask questions, to request prayer for yourself or someone you know, or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. For those in the United States, we recommend using WhatsApp. That number is one 470 2401509 You can also make a connection through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the word of God begins in 5 seconds. Going deeper into the word of God. Luke chapter 11. So we're trucking right on, and we're going to head into the next chapter of Luke. 
So as I read, simply allow God's words to wash over you and to wash through you, marinate in His Word. Trust the Holy Spirit to plant these truths deep within you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Luke chapter 11, the Lord's Prayer. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks him for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus and Beelzebub Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. While others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor with which he trusts and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Return of an Unclean Spirit When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. 
and when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. True Blessedness As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. The Sign of Jonah When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The Light in You No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. So when your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. And if your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. Woe to the Pharisees and lawyers! When Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him, so he went in and reclined at the table. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give as alms those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb, and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you! For you are like unmarked graves, and people walk over them without knowing it. One of the lawyers answered him, Teacher, in saying these things, you insult us also. And he said, Woe to you, lawyers, also, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed, So you are witnesses, and you consent to the deeds of your fathers, for they killed them, and you built their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, 
so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. As he went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak about many things, lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. As we read through the Gospel of Luke, I am just overwhelmed at how meaty every single chapter is. There is just so much. Here in this chapter, we have the Lord's Prayer. And I know some people say, well, if you're just saying the Lord's Prayer, then you're just doing works. Okay. If your heart is to talk to God, this is a great jumping off point. And these are the testimonies of Jesus, as written down by Luke. This is God's living word, and I trust God's living word. And right after he talks, Jesus talks about how to pray, he also instructs us about how to ask God and to seek God, to knock. You know, if I want to go see a friend and I see that there's a car in their driveway, I knock on the door. If nobody comes, I ring the doorbell. If nobody comes still, I might actually send a text or make a phone call to make sure that that friend is okay. I just don't tap on the window one time and walk away. And our children, when they were small, as in toddlers and even right up to being teenagers, they know the key to getting mom's attention is to, okay, I'm going to use this word, pester. They Mom, 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 I need, I need, I need. Not that we need to communicate with God that way, but I think there is some value in talking to the Lord about our needs and having an attitude of gratitude for the things that He has done in the past while we are waiting for the current to happen And you know, the truth of the matter is, sometimes God doesn't answer the prayers that I pray. And in the moment, I don't understand, and my heart is grieved. And sometimes I don't see the reason why for decades. But then when the Lord reveals that to me, I fall down on my face. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you could see something that I could not see. So moving on, here Jesus is, and he is performing miracles left, right, and center. He is healing people. He is throwing out demons. And the righteous leaders who were supposed to be God's people leading the flock are claiming that he's doing these things through Beelzebub, who was like a major demon. And I'm not going to go Google that. To find out information. Um, But he, I love the way that Jesus says, okay, if I'm doing that by 
this power? Who are your people doing it by? It's just, hello, think about this for a second. But then there is a word, and it's the return of the unclean spirit. Often people want to be prayed for, for deliverance, for whatever. It could be, uh, I'm not going to even go there, but they pray for deliverance. They have something in their life that they need to be delivered from. It could be fear. It could be making bad choices. It could be lust, um, the spirit of lust. Um, And then they are prayed for, and their lives take a change for a while. But then all of a sudden, they're sliding back to where they were before, and they're like, wait a second, I was delivered from that. Why is it that all of a sudden it came back, and it came back stronger than before? I think that this is where we need to go to God's Word and have a sit down and here in chapter 11, it's verses 24 through 26, that when that that unclean spirit is cast out, then it wanders for a while, and then it comes in back and sees that the house is clean, and it goes out and gets a bunch of its friends and takes up residence. So how do we take care of that? Well, I think that the answer is really clear. We stay in God's Word. We keep God's Word washing through our physical house, our mind, our body, um, our motives, our heart. And as that is being cleansed, there is no room for an unclean spirit. When it looks in the window, it's getting blasted in the face by water, the holy water of God. Again, Jesus talks about the lamp and when the light is lit within us, we should not be hiding it. We should not be putting a cloth over it or pretending we're like everybody else. I think that it's really important that we let the light of Jesus shine. And one of the things that has happened in my life, somebody called it being a channel of God to other people. And sometimes it's really hard to minister to family because they know the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. And sometimes they can say a simple couple of words, and it is like a knife in your gut because they know how to push your buttons. And at one point in my life, the Lord called me to do something very hard, to go and spend time with that person in my life who was very skilled at gutting me. Um, I don't think that they ever woke up in the morning saying, oh, today I will blah, 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 Denise. I have, I'm positive that they were not that kind of a person. But in the moment of just being present and talking about all the things that God was doing in my life, which is something that I do, um, that really irritated that person. And so a lot of times they would, fight back with words and say ugly things and walk out of the room and I would be devastated. So having the Lord tell me that it was my job, it was my job as his servant to go and serve this person for not just a couple of hours, but for two weeks was unbelievably hard. I didn't want to go. But as I prayed about it, I just, it kept coming up in my head. 
Are you going to be a channel of God's love to this person so that they can experience the kingdom of God in this world? Or are you going to hide behind your heart? It was really hard. I have no doubt that I was exactly where God intended me to be. And I am so thankful that I went because I didn't know that that person had limited number of days still to breathe.